0: There's joy in every journey.
1: If we're going to talk about the Super Bowl, and it is today, we are going to talk to somebody who has called multiple Super Bowls. We're going to talk to somebody who is the Pete Rozelle Award winner at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. We are going to talk to the one and only Joe Buck on KMOX. How are you, Joe?
2: Hi, Tom. How are you?
1: Thank you for taking... I'm well. Thank you for taking my call. A last-minute shift and look who's available and made himself available. You are the
2: best. Well, I mean, I used to host that show uh, (laughs) until it got in the way of my hangovers, and then (laughs) I I moved on. So I'm proud that you're living your life the right way, and uh, you're a better man than I
1: I am carrying on as best I can. Yesterday, by the way, just as an aside, yesterday I pulled this one off. I did a game in Terre Haute. I drove to Terre Haute, did the Indiana State-Illinois State game on TV, and then drove back (laughs) and did the SLU women's game on radio last night. Oh, well, well,
2: (laughs) that puts my little trip on a... Cable car to shame back in San Francisco when I did 49ers and then Giants Cardinals. So you got me beat.
1: I woke up this morning. I'm like, what was I thinking? What if there was traffic on 70? I mean, I would have had to call Bob Ramsey out of uh, wherever he was to get to do the game or something. I mean, that was a little bit of a gamble on my part.
2: Yeah, no, I, I like those gambles though. It just adds a little spice to the uh to the assignment. So, and then you get there and you're able to exhale and do the game and have fun. So, oh, that's
1: good. It felt good to walk into Chaffetz uh you know in one piece. But anyway, so uh, Joe, uh, the reason I have you on of course is to talk about this huge game tonight. I really appreciate this Let's break this one down. Uh, We know emotionally how St. Louis fans feel about the Rams. I'd say 98% of this city is going to root for the Bengals. There's still that 2% that will root for the brand just because, just because. But putting that aside, taking emotion out of this, looking at this football game, where do the Rams have an advantage in this game, and where do the Bengals have an advantage?
2: You know, I was pretty shocked that the Rams – made the deal they made to get Vaughn Miller. He was dealing with an ankle injury. Um, he didn't really look like Vaughn Miller uh, when they picked him up, and it took a while for him to get into the full and get feeling, I think, healthy and then comfortable in their defense. But you put Vaughn Miller, Leonard Floyd, and, of course, Aaron Donald, who's likely the best player in the game, period, uh, on that defense, Jalen Ramsey on the back end. I mean, defensively, they have star power and they have ability. And up front on their defensive line, they should get after Joe Burrow. Uh, but Burrow has got that it factor. And I, I don't think he's going to be overwhelmed by playing in the Super Bowl in his second year in the league, coming off a torn ACL last year. So I, I think it's a pretty evenly matched game. And uh, if this postseason is any indication – even with the one-week layoff, I expect a tight game. And I know that the line's been going down. I think the Rams probably will win, but uh, I I would not hesitate from picking Cincinnati with the points. I I think it's going to be a really, really good game, fun game.
1: I do too. I think it's going to be a tight game. You know, we talk a lot about Burrow, and there's no doubt he has a – an aura about him. He has a winning attitude. He's a cool guy. I don't know anyone who doesn't want to be Joe Burrow right now. But on the other side, Matthew Stafford's had some career, hasn't he? I mean, you think about the the twists and turns. He's been paid a lot of money, uh, but, you know, he plays for the Detroit Lions. He goes through a lot. He comes over to L.A., a team that had uh, switched quarterbacks, and he finds he also has some good receivers, but he has found a way to get himself into this game. Good quarterback, good career.
2: Yeah, just a just a really likable guy, really tough. He's, he's beloved by everybody in the room, so to speak, because of that toughness. And uh, I, he battled every week with Detroit, there's no doubt about it. And he went and played hurt, and did everything he could, throwing his body around to try to get wins for that team. And I think the fans in Detroit, recognize that and and certainly miss him now that he's gone and when you see the stories coming out of Detroit where they have Detroit Rams t-shirts because of Matthew Stafford it's because he made an impression there with with the kind of person that he is so you know if you think about the money the Rams money and picks the Rams gave up to trade up to get golf. he gets him to the Super Bowl they unload and give him a huge contract then the money that they had to eat the picks they had to give up to get rid of him and get Matthew Stafford. I mean, it is a steep, steep price. And they've basically cashed in their their draft picks to, to win now. And here they are in their home stadium with a chance to win the Super Bowl. I know, like you said, there's not a lot of love lost back at home for for what's going on out here. But I, I think individually, you get to know these guys from Sean McVay on down. Uh, it's it's an organization of, of really good people from the head coach, you know, through the last person on the roster, and so I there's a lot of good individual stories. Um, and again, I I'm, I'm excited to see how Matthew Stafford, after all those years and being 0-3 in his career in the postseason, steps out on that field and how he starts because he's had a, a tendency to start a little wild, a little amped up, and if you're ever going to do it tonight would be the night for that. So I, I think he's got to calm down early. Uh, and Cincinnati better better jump on him uh, in, the, in the first quarter. If they
1: can take away the Bengals, take away Cooper Cup, uh, how big would that be? Obviously, you can't take away, but if you focus and try to eliminate him from as many plays as possible, I think you got a better chance.
2: You do, I and I think they're going to miss uh, Higby, their tight end. I, I think that he's kind of that that guy underneath and down the middle when Cooper Cup's doing his stuff that Stafford really developed a good relationship with, and he's out with the knee, um, and so that's that's a big piece that's not there. Uh, Beckham's been a surprise, and when we you know we did a million Rams games down the stretch, he he really became. Uh, an integral part of this pass game. He, he's been a great teammate by everybody's account and uh, I, I I think he's he's overlooked at this point and, and you've got to account for him. And Van Jefferson is, you know, now he's a coach's son, really good player um, and a guy that, that can uh, find holes in defenses. So it's not just Cooper Cup and a lot of teams have gone in trying to take Cooper Cup out of the game and I, just with his route running and his ability to understand defenses, he's so smart. You just can't do it. So, uh, I, I They're going to have receivers open. And if Stafford can calm into this game and start finding guys downfield, they're going to be hard to beat.
1: Joe, I take to heart what you said about the Rams personnel and coaching staff. I totally get that because in your job covering these games and calling these games, you and Troy – the, one of the best things you can do is develop relationships, and it's it's a people business, no doubt about it. So I appreciate your comments in that regard, and I'll look at the game differently uh, because of that, actually. I, I wanted to ask you, kind of in these moments uh, before you call a game, and Al Michaels will have that assignment today on NBC, what is that like? What are these hours leading up to kickoff like for the play-by-play voice of the Super Bowl?
2: I just remember when I did my first one in Jacksonville, Super Bowl 39, it was it was you're waiting 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 for the game to start and everybody's like oh did you have a fun week out there and the last thing you're thinking about is doing the parties and all the other stuff that you know you're there to do a game and you you have to walk that fine line of of knowing that there's a hundred million people on the other end of that microphone uh but at the same time just treating it like any other game and i'm I'm assuming that's what it's like that's troy and i've talked about it a bunch that's what you have to do as a player so i you can't be overwhelmed by the magnitude of it, but to answer your question, it's like all of a sudden you're wait, 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 wait. And then they kick off. It's like, Oh wait, I got to do a game now. And uh, you know, you can't wait for it to start. And I texted Al this morning. Uh, He was up early and uh, you know, it's his last hoorah at NBC. And I'm sure there's a lot of emotions going into this for him. And so you know, you have to calm yourself down and just kind of ease into it even when you're just broadcasting the game, which kind of sounds silly, but it's true.
1: I, I do understand. One last one, if I can, before we go, and that is that when the Super Bowl is over, those of us who live and breathe baseball can breathe and say, it's time, let's go. Well, I I, I don't really feel that way at the moment. I just don't know what's going on. Just your overall feeling right now is one of the voices of baseball as well as to, as to where we stand right now and maybe how we should look at this.
2: Yeah, I I feel the same way as you, I I think there's too much at stake for either side to test the patience of fans any more than they already have. And I think they're going to get something done. I, I think, you know, time is obviously the essence, but, but nothing gets done until the 11th hour in these things. And I'm not saying it's, it's tomorrow or the next day, but, I would think that within the next week or two, something will get done. I'd like to believe that because I I think with the state of the game, both sides knowing that you need to speed things up, you need to get more action back in this game. Uh, Nobody has any patience coming out of a pandemic for billionaires fighting with millionaires. And, you know, I get it. Each side has points that they feel really strongly about. And they're both really prideful sides that that are – going at it at the negotiating table but everybody's got to take a step back and go with well, this thing needs to get done needs to get done now so i i can't imagine losing many games in april let alone you know flushing april and and starting games in may i i just both sides are too smart for that i i have to believe
1: former sports on a sunday morning host joe buck you're the best man. yes I appreciate yes. you. Thank you for stepping aside on a busy Super Bowl Sunday and joining us for a little
2: bit on camera I'm going to the game. I'm in L.A. I'm I'm uh, taking my wife and my daughter and her boyfriend, plays for the Coyotes, and and we're sitting in really expensive seats that I had to buy. So uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm out of pocket for today. So uh, this this is this is a new experience for me.
1: Well, when you get back, I'll I'll buy you a beer. At least I can I can go that okay, far. Okay, good.
2: All right, man. Good.
1: uh, Say hi to everybody for me. Thank you so much.
2: Sure, Tom. Anytime.
1: Thank you. Joe Buck with us on KMOX. Great to hear him. Uh, Some great insight from him, as always. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought
0: hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild.